How's it going, everyone? My name is Reagan Harrell, and welcome in to another episode of the Suncast Podcast. I'm with Josh Blackmore today, my awesome co-host, and we have the first-team all-conference uh, quarterback, Tyler Thomas on from St. Thomas University. Awesome interview with him. We're super hyped. We talk a lot of football. We talk some Division One college football a lot, too. They're both Florida fans. I'm a Georgia fan, as you all very well know. Have a lot of fun with it. Uh, but before we get in that, our favorite sponsor, Mr. Von Elberon. Every episode on Suncast, I tell you all how awesome, how amazing his food is. And it is. I was able to give away five free meals last night on the Instagram. You need to go follow the Instagram at Suncast Podcast. Same for the Twitter. And, yeah, go, go like, follow, all that. And we give away gift cards to Mr. Von. Go get his empanadas, chicken Powerball, all that. Love it. All right. And here is Mr. Tyler Thomas. All right, and we welcome on a very, very special guest now. I guess it's technically our first, like, real football player uh, having on, this, at least outside of Weber. Definitely our first football player outside of Weber. And it is QB1 for the Sun Conference this year. He was the reigning, uh, what was it, Mid-South Sun Division. Yeah, that crap's done. It's Sun Conference now. It's Sun Conference football, and QB1 is Mr. Taylor Thomas down in Miami Gardens. I'm with Josh Blackmore, but first we'll introduce Mr. Taylor Thomas. Taylor, how you doing today, brother? Doing good. Excited to be here. Talk some football. Uh, just excited to be here. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Really appreciate you coming on. I know you're a busy guy. You're starting to get ready for the season and everything. Josh, I'm going to hand it over to you. You're, our, you're the Suncast football guy. Take it away, my guy. Tyler, how's it going, man? Pleasure to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. So, um... Where where are you from? Like, where's your hometown, and what like led you led you to to Miami Gardens at St. Thomas? So I'm from Boynton Beach, which is 45 minutes north from St. Thomas. Um, and what led me here? Um, I actually had a few offers. I had Weber actually offered me. Um, had Ave Maria and uh, St. Thomas. Uh, I guess just uh, like the location it was closer to home, um, and also being its first year as a program, I thought it would give me the best. Uh, you know, way to start my career. So those are those are a few things that helped out. Yeah, I'm sure the view in Miami Beach is is pretty nice as well. Nice things to do down there. Definitely, right. but it's it's a little farther than people think. You know, we're like right in the start of Miami. Miami's pretty far. It's not. It's like an hour away still. So, so the so the the nightlife and the fun fun things to do are a little bit of a ways away from from St. Thomas. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Um, so. Tell me about tell me about your year last year. You know how how'd you feel? You know, just give me a little rundown of your your season last year. Yeah, it was a great start. We started uh, started eight and zero. It was my first year being the the full time starter um, since the year before. It kind of started halfway through the season. Um, but yeah, it was like I said, it was a great start. Eight and zero. Ran into two really good teams. Finished the season nine to two. Um, yeah, it was a great season for our program. It was. Good to uh, get a winning record and uh, you know get us to where we are now. I'm seeing a awesome, lot awesome. Of, I'm seeing a lot of orange and blue on both sides. I see a painting and Taylor's, and I'm seeing a beanie on Mr. Blackmore's head. They are both Florida fans. I am heavily outnumbered, but what I am not <laughs> outnumbered in is national champions in the last year. As everybody knows, I'm a big Doc fan. It looks like I'm a little outnumbered two Florida fans, guys. I, we can take, we can get back to kind of St. Thomas talk here in a second. But how does it feel just being a little brother to not only us but like also Florida State as well? Like you a double little brother? Is that like, is it, does that feel awkward or, or at all or what? I'm not, I'm not really sure where you're getting this information from about Florida State because last <laughs> yeah. time I checked, that was a victory. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll concede that one, but. We, we can even go deeper. We're even higher in the recruiting rankings in Florida State, so I really don't know where you got that one from. Yeah, I, I kind of just said that one just to say I kind of want to stir you up a little bit. <laughs> I knew that would stir you up a little But you are Georgia's little brother, and in the SEC East where y'all are just going to have to be our – you know, y- y'all be like our pet for a little while. Is that okay with y'all? Like, Are you, are you accepting y'all are just going to be maybe like a top 15 to 20 team for the next like decade while Georgia's winning national championships in the 2020s? How's that set in for you? I mean, recruiting can only get you so far. You got to actually play the game. So we'll see <laughs> yeah. how Georgia does with that. Um, you know, it's been since 1980. So 
It's been a long time. It's actually been since January 10th, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> no, now, hear me, hear me. I want your honest opinion on this. All right, honest so, opinion. You're, you're a head coach of a football team, and you're giving Stetson Bennett and Anthony Richardson as your two quarterbacks in your QB room. Who are you choosing? The one that won a national championship, bro. What you talking no, we're, about? we're not we're not talking about O line receivers, running backs, defense. We're talking about you get to pick Anthony Richardson's ability and Stetson Bennett's ability. All right. Well, obviously, talent and ability wise, AR is a lot better. I Thank mean, you. Thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll let we'll let that one stop right there. Nah, nah. We'll let that one stop right there. In, in Georgia's system, you don't need a big flashy guy. You need a guy that's going to be consistent. Not going. You need a guy kind of like Taylor Thomas. It's going to throw a good bit of touchdowns. He ain't going to put the ball in harm's way. Maybe not the fastest guy in the world, but you know uh, he can get get rid of it a little bit. But no, I, I like Stetson. I'll say this though. I'm not 100% sure Stetson's going to be the starter throughout the whole year for Georgia. I mean, we got some dogs. Brock Vandergriff, dog. Carson Beck, dog. So I don't know. What was that, Taylor? Or Tyler? The tight end. Huh? The yeah. tight end room at Georgia is different. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bro, yeah, Brock, Brock Bowers is a beast. Yeah, I mean, there's legit three guys in that tight end room who will likely be playing on Sundays. Honestly, yep. four if they put a Reed Gilbert there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. At Florida for like what three weeks? <laughs> yeah, he was barely at Florida. I wouldn't I even call him. I don't even consider him a Gator at any point. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, um, I was looking at some stuff today. Did you know Jamar Chase was committed to Kansas for like two weeks? <laughs> was he really? Yeah. No shot. I swear, bro. He was committed to KU for like two – I may not have been two weeks before he flipped to LSU. Wow. Well, good thing he did. Was that was that maybe a Les Miles thing? Uh, Maybe, yeah. Les, I'm pretty sure Les Miles was – I mean, Les Miles is a great recruiter for sure. So, he could have gotten um, to – I'm pretty sure Les I'm Miles not, was at KU. Yeah. But I'm not really sure if, if like, Jamar Chase committed to LSU when – or committed to Kansas as soon as he went to uh, – Les Miles went to Kansas, and then he said, you know what, Kansas is terrible. Let me just go back to LSU. Kansas. Had to be something like that. Yeah. Kansas had that one weird year in, like, what was it, like 2008, Seven. 2009, yeah. they were, like, number two in the country. Them and Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. That was but they're, they're, they're horrible. Yeah. They're horrible. <laughs> yeah. That they're was horrible. horrible. That was a wild year of college football. It's like West Virginia was crazy good. That was honestly probably the best Georgia team I ever saw, except for the one last year. That was one that had like no Sean Marino, AJ Green, Matt Stafford. That team was sick. <laughs> are you forget, what are you forgetting about the Gator team in 08? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah they, they were pretty good too. I can't lie. <laughs> yeah, they, they I mean, we won good. the national championship, yeah, dude. Yeah, way back, way back, way back when we were in elementary school. Who remembers that? I don't. I sure don't. Like was, I, I do. I, it was like it was yesterday for me. I bet. <laughs> All right, well, uh, getting back to you, Mr. Thomas, uh, like you said earlier, you went to St. Thomas as a, a as a freshman. It was first year as a program. Uh, yeah, that's special in its own, but you're entering, entering year four as Bobcat. How has the program progressed since you arrived in Miami Gardens? I mean, starting first year, I mean, you think about it, everyone was a freshman. So there's no, there was really no, like, upperclassman leadership. We had, like, maybe one or two transfers, but there was none. Nobody to, like, look ahead of. So that was already tough. Um, going into year two was the COVID year, so that was already you know, messed up in its own way. And then last year, we kind of got back on our feet. We were able to stay over the summer, um, work out, and um, that helped us a lot. And that's what's propelling us into this year. You know, we've had so many guys over this summer stay and be committed to the program. So um, I think we should uh, be ready to go uh, September 3rd, I believe, at Butler. Yeah, that's a huge game uh, against Butler. A lot of NCAA versus Sun Conference teams – I mean, that's, that's the headlining one, though. Week one, um, boy, Josh, if they go – if St. Thomas goes up there and beats Butler, uh, I'm going to be banging on a drum, bro. 
Oh, dude, I'm gonna be high, or you are. You, you're gonna be banging on the drum. I'm not. I'm gonna be like, whatever. It's St. Thomas. I don't. I, I have to act like I don't care. But like, son, what was that? You kind of teams playing. Uh, are you guys playing anybody? Uh, we play a division. I think we play two division three schools. I don't think we're playing any division one. Maybe a division. No, I'm pretty sure they're both division three. I think next year we're supposed to be playing some D two school. Yeah, uh, I know next year we're supposed to be flying out to California. We're kind of doing a home and home with uh, Lincoln University out there. It'll be really fun. Uh, yes, yeah, are y'all playing Fort Lauderdale this year? Yeah, we are. Yeah, that's the, they're, they're a cool school. Y'all played yeah. them last year, right? Uh, what's that? I said y'all played them last year, right? Yeah, we played in a rugby stadium. <laughs> what? That's sick. Yeah, it was it was actually a huge stadium, like biggest stadium I've ever played in. But it was weird; like there was only stands on half the side. Uh, I think we won. I think it was like seventy to nothing. Though we oh, the, they started doing the running clock. Oh god! Oh, seventy to nothing! Holy dude. crap! Oh my god! How, how many t- how many tutties you put on that game? Uh, I think we ran the ball every play. <laughs> <laughs> I beat them seven. I beat them seventy to nothing using Army's offense. Oh, dude, that. Speaking of these D1 NAIA games, didn't Warner play Stetson this past year? Yeah, they did. And Abe, I think. Did I Abe, Abe played Stetson also? I think so, yeah. I did not know like that. Yeah. Honestly, that Warner-Stetson game, it wasn't a blowout, I don't think. I think Warner kept in it pretty well. I think yeah. Was yeah, I, was, I think I remember it was week one of college football. I was like on the college football page on ESPN, and I was yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah. Man. Warner versus Stetson? Yeah. I did not know that was even a thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a huge opportunity. And honestly, as well as Warner played them uh, then and Warner did not have a good year last year, I think a St. Thomas, Kaiser, Southeastern, they probably could have beat Stetson. I mean, just because yeah. as close as that I mean, you guys play. put up 70 on Warner. I mean, you guys might have had a good game against them too. Dude, if we could, or us, I guess you'd say. Yeah, if yeah. we if we played like that every week, you know, we could have we could we, we could have won a lot more in two games or three games, however many games we won last year. I didn't realize you guys only won that many. Yeah, we we pissed our leg a lot, you know. Just a young team, young team, <laughs> young coach. But once our offense got going, bro, we were legit. And then the flow mo game was I don't even know. Uh, Cody, our QB got hurt after we were up by like three touchdowns, and he got mm-hmm. hurt. And then I don't, it just all went downhill. I have bad, yeah. a bad memory from that game because looking back at it, I definitely could have ran for a first down on my last punt of that game. I still think about that. Oh, I have terrible memories of when we played y'all. Y'all, y'all just brought the house, and my up back just said, "Well, we're just not gonna block this guy," and he took it right off my foot, and I was like, "Oh my god." That's such a demoralizing. <laughs> he thing. took it right off your foot. Basically, I mean, it was. Yeah, it was it, like if he didn't want to hit the ball, it, de- it definitely would have been a flag. But yeah, he got it good. They got two. They got one off me and one off Joe for a touchdown. Actually, at, at, what was the score of that game? Twenty-one to seven, twenty-eight seven, something. Like yes, that. you guys. You guys owe him some revenge, huh? No comment. No comment. You don't get me in trouble. No comment. <laughs> Amberin, <laughs> it, 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 it's revenge tour season in Babson Park. <laughs> I guess I don't know, but uh, okay, uh, yeah. I mean, I, we're gonna be a lot better in two and eight. I know that. Um, we also don't have to play defending national champions week one, so that's dope. We had to play sure. Lindsey Wilson. That was not that bad. At all. Yeah, we we have a much easier out of conference schedule this year. So I think we'll get the ball rolling, get some confidence, which I think is huge for us. Um, Mm -hmm. Year two with the coaching staff also is big. I don't know what it is. Apparently Warner's really excited about their coaching staff also, just FYI. They are really excited about this year. So we'll see. I think we're one of the first Sun Conference teams that – no, I know we're the – they are the first Sun Conference team that we play, which is really weird because we usually play Warner at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, but we finished with Kaiser at home. So that'd, gotcha. be, that'd be sick. Uh, so to, back to you though, Tyler. I had a yeah. had a question for you. So I mean if you guys are going nine and two last year, you you've had to have had some like pretty big moments, some pretty like 
you know, things you're always going to remember moments about that season. So run me through one of the, the big-time moments that you'll always remember from last year's season. I think there's two. I think our, our first flight, which was to Cumberland's in Tennessee, um, I think that was a big, big game for us because it was like, it was a business trip. You know, we all took it very seriously, went up there, we beat them, flew back. It was great. And then, um, <clears throat> and then Warner, when we went play Warner, we were down pretty much the whole game. We were going back and forth. Uh, we were down at halftime by like maybe two touchdowns. Um, and we ended up putting up like almost 50, 60 points. Um, it was a great, you know, team game. We weren't, we weren't playing necessarily well in the first half. And, you know, we knew we could beat them. It's just, we just had to put it together and, and we did. And I think that showed our, you know, our battle tested. So I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Yeah. Really- so. Go ahead, Reagan. I was like, hey, you had a really good game against Warner. I remember that um, last year. I was looking at the stat line. I'm pretty sure you were you were Offensive Player of the Week that week, right? Yep. Yeah, it was that, that week and the Loma week, I believe. That's sick. That's sick. Uh, yeah, also, I mean, yeah, a ton of great moments last year, like uh, Cumberland's. We're, we're, we're going up there to play them uh, okay. this coming up year. That's me personally. We have to win that game. My ex plays volleyball there. So, like, <laughs> Yeah, is it the what Cumberland's? Is it is it the Tennessee? The Tennessee one. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the other one. I'm sorry. I think the other ones in Kentucky, right? Yeah, they're really good. They beat the crap out of Southeastern last year. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure. It was, yeah, they were. But yeah, um, yeah, y'all had a very great, very awesome season. Nine and two record. Um, something you can hang your hat on for sure. But what's it going to take? You're four for you. What's going to take to get over that hump and win the Sun Conference. Um, you know, we have a lot of returning players. I think we graduated four seniors. Oh, wow. uh, so we pretty much got the whole team back. Uh, and I think it's just getting our mindset um, over the hump of the Kaisers and the Southeasterns. I think once we do that, I think, uh, you know, it's limitless from there on out. You know, obviously our first two games are our two non-conference games. When we play Butler and St. Xavier, we fly up to Chicago. So those two games are going to be a huge test the first two weeks. So how we handle those two games, um, I think will depict our season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I just can't get over the fact y'all are going to go play Division One team right off the bat. That's going to be sick. But, yeah, I mean, St. Thomas and Kaiser, they're the cream of the crop of the Sun Conference. Learned that last year. Both games I felt like were fairly winnable games on my part for playing for Weber. What were your thoughts on, you know, the Southeastern game was, I think I was like, y'all lost by a field goal, right, on that one? Yeah, that was a rough game. Uh, we had it pretty much uh, under control whole game. Uh, in the fourth quarter, it started raining real bad. You know, things get a little dicey, so just the ball didn't end up going our way. Tried We kicked the game-time field goal and missed, so Oh. It was a rough game, but, you know. Ooh, those those ones thing. Yeah. yeah for, those ones thing. Yeah. Definitely. I remember, I remember. Yeah, I mean, I don't play football, but watching football, of course. Yeah. I remember Florida was playing LSU in the COVID year, and um, Evan McPherson went to kick the game-tying field goal after the guy from LSU kicked one through the fog, and he yep. missed it by, like, an inch. By an inch, I screamed so loud. That was the shoe game. Oh, I was – Yes, that was the sh- Marco Wilson is a complete and utter idiot. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. He is a complete and utter idiot. <laughs> that that game legitimately ended y'all's chances of going to the playoff. I know. If we would have won that game, even losing to Bama, we probably make the playoff because we lost by a touchdown to Bama. Yep, it would have been close. Y'all would have who who all made it in that year? It was Bama one, Ohio State two, maybe Oklahoma. Clemson. Yeah, Oklahoma was in there. Yeah. Because they had, um, what's his no, name? Um, no, no, no. Jalen Hurts? No, 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 no. Clemson. It was Clemson. Because Clemson lost to. Clemson. They got, Clemson got their butts beat against um, Ohio State in New Orleans in the semifinal. Yeah. And Notre Dame right. played Alabama. That, yeah. Yeah. That was the, that's the, been the worst playoff so far. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, all three games were Because there was like three teams outside the top four that were better than Notre Dame. Notre Dame just won, was 12 and 0. They always uh, get a couldn't leave them out. Never happens. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. Think, every time they play a big game, they get drummed every time. I, yeah. I think y'all are better than Notre Dame in 2020 for sure. 
Texas A&M was probably – I think – excuse me. I think Texas A&M was about as good as Clemson was in 2020. Yeah, they were. I mean, that's who beat Florida. That's who kind of really kind of drummed our season and made that LSU loss even more, like, glaring. Yeah. That's and it's losing the, on the fumble, too, by Malik Davis. <clears throat> that was yeah. brutal. Yeah. That was – yeah, there's, like, two plays in our season that could have easily flipped it. Yeah. It's always like that. It's always yeah. like that. You're a, no, you're speaking a, of – go ahead, Reagan, my bad. You're a Miami Heat fan, too. We're talking about something that uh, maybe get your opes up a little bit. You're a Miami Heat fan, right? Yeah, I'm definitely uh, – I got the Woj, Woj alerts on. I'm waiting for the Woj bomb to see was, who we get. I was just about to ask, how are we feeling about the possibility of landing KD? I don't, see, the thing is, I'd rather take – if we get KD, we're trading the whole team away. Yeah. So it's you're like – You're getting rid of – Bam, whatever his name is, right? Out of bio. You had to get Simmons back. It's like a weird little deal in there. I don't know what it is, but I mean, I, I kind of went down to Mitchell because we would give up less, but I don't know what we're going to do. It's Pat Riley. You never know. Could, nice. get, could be getting LeBron this year. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> could be. That'd be interesting. I want to see. Hey, I, I want LeBron on my team. That's for sure. Yeah. What's he going in year 20 now? That's insane. Like, I, I'm not a LeBron yep. fan at all, but to be able to do that for 20 years. Like, you look at Tom Brady. He's been able to do it for a long time, but you know, he ain't getting hit. Of, yep. you, know, he's, you know, he's a pocket passer. He knows how to get the ball out and whatnot. But, dude, LeBron's been doing that crap for 20 years. It's a little insane. Too. He's just getting better. Yeah, he's aging like fine wine. Yes. Reagan, you see, <clears throat> Reagan, you seem like the type of guy who would go back and forth to a LeBron fan because you're an MJ fan, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, I respect because greatness. I can go back and forth on that debate all day long. I can. Um, it'd be. I don't know. I. I think LeBron's the most talented basketball player. Okay, thank you, and that's how you evaluate the goat, the yes. greatest player of all time, not the greatest team player of all time. I mean, think about it. I think there's a, a, a championship ring is a team attribute. That's not a singular player attribute. If you look at all the individual stats, LeBron blows MJ out of the water in almost every single one. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those debates. I, I, I got into the, it. You can't more. win it. Yeah, you can't win it. It's going to go back and forth. And honestly, I literally just po- I don't know if you saw so I posted in my Snapchat yesterday. Yeah, yesterday about ESPN doing the MJ-LeBron debate. And I'm like, good to see ESPN coming up with more original content and debates that haven't been done before. Nah, yeah, that, that's kind of lame. Yeah, I mean, it's like, but then again, it's like, what's going trying on? Trying to right get now? views. Yeah, and like, there's nothing to talk about right now besides baseball. Yeah. yeah. And they have MLB Network for that. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So, I mean... Yeah. Like, if I'm going to look at baseball, I'm probably going to go to MLB Network. I don't really want to listen to Stephen A. talk about the Braves. So. <laughs> Stephen, Stephen A. is not going to talk about the Braves. He's no, basically. thanks. Yeah, they're yeah. just going to talk about Shohei Otani or something. Yeah. yeah I'm low-key, low-key my uh, fly up to Atlanta because the Braves are playing the Angels in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks right before school starts. Low-key. Uh, that series we just ended in those rough way to end the series. Oh, dude, we lost. Yeah, I mean, this is the Mets, so you know we'll we'll be all right. It's frustrating. Um, I think that that series win is a lot bigger for them than it is for us. Yeah, it's like we know we're going to turn up in August and September. Worried about it? What was that? You might. Mets anyway. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I ain't. I don't. Care. Mets always find a way to blow it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, if we if we just gotta keep winning because I feel like whoever doesn't win the East is going to get a wild card spot. I mean, oh, yeah. sure. absolutely. Even the Phillies are kind of like in the realm. So yeah. the Phillies are a great team. They, they got really good June, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so back to we're kind of getting off track a little bit. Back to you. So if you yeah. if you had to model, who do you who do you? What, kind of quarterback do you model yourself off of, like, in the NFL or in, currently in college or retired? Like, is there anyone in particular you try to, like, pick up things from or, like, grew up, like, trying to model or pick up things from? Well, as a Gator fan, my model, my role model has always been Tim Tebow. That's why I wear 15. Absol- absolutely. Absolutely. I, 
who uh, I had the chance to meet him about two months ago at our local mall. And, like, just meeting him, like, when you finally meet, like, your role model and, like, someone you look up to, it's like, you don't even know what to say. Like, he literally had, like, a, a halo around his around his head. He looked like an angel to me. <laughs> like, but, you, See? You, hey, hey Reagan, I, you guys, George, ever produce a guy like that? That has people first, looking at him like they got a halo? Um, Let's see. Okay. Has, yeah, Matthew Stafford. Because I tell you yeah. this. He, no one looks at Matthew Stafford like he has a halo yeah, over hey, his head. You know no what, one. You know what they look at Matthew Stafford like? Like a Super Bowl champion. You know what they look at Tim Tebow like? NFL bust. He, no, that was Elway's. <laughs> Tim Tebow was a was a the great was a way better quarterback than Matthew Stafford in college. Yeah, in college. He, What's he doing now? In college, they had Tim Tebow playing but, tight end for the Jags, dude. Yeah, I'll tell you what, he's he mar- married Miss Universe. And he's, I mean, he's loaded. He's on every like talk show there is. I mean, he's, he's one like, of the greatest, most genuine human beings on planet Earth. Oh, for oh, sure, no doubt. I'm not going after Bro's character. No, not at all. No, he he's one of the most genuine people, like at least like famous people out there. And I think he is going to eventually become an amazing broadcaster. I think absolutely. He should he should be on one of the top. Top college football platform. Yeah, I think it's on SEC Nation, right? Yeah, yeah that, that I mean, that's like definitely a great starting point because he's so yeah. familiar with it. But he def- definitely belongs to be on a primetime broadcasting yeah. team. I could see it, him like when Chris Fowler eventually retires from ESPN and ABC, and then Kirk Herbstreit will probably take over full time for the play-by-play. I could see Tim Tebow kind of filling in as a yeah. color commentator role. Yeah, that would be a great fit because Tim Tebow knows how to. Sp- Talk about football, and yeah, he has slight bias towards Florida, but I mean, Florida. Kirk Herbstreit has the bias to to Ohio State. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a that's a that's a tired topic. Yeah, Yeah. I I quite frankly can't stand listening to Kirk Herbstreit talk about whenever Ohio State's on the TV. Mine's my pet peeve is Gary Danielson, and he's I can't stand listening to him. Oh yeah, good. Isn't he gone though? Yeah, yeah. didn't he retire or something? He did. Yeah. So yeah, I, got I, a, I got a Tim Tebow question for y'all because uh, I was on a podcast last week, Name Image Likeness, shout out Wheeler and Chrissy over there, awesome people helping athlete, athletes like us um, with NIL and whatnot. Anyways, we did a bracket of who we thought would make the most money pre-NIL, like before NIL. The championship came down to Tim Tebow and Johnny Manziel. Who do y'all think would have done made more money or done better with NIL, Johnny or Timmy? Manzo. Unfortunately, Manziel. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Great later. He, he was just so much more flashy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like he just like it was just way more like Tim Tebow was just one of those like hard nosed grinder type college players who just like made it happen. But Johnny Manziel was like way more appealing to like little kids and, and stuff like that. Like he was just like to everybody. Yeah, like he, he was, was just so much way more appealing. Right. And knowing Tebow, he would have donated all that money to charity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't have even. Yeah, he 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 wouldn't have chased the bag for real. <laughs> the degree was enough for Tim Tebow. Exactly. The degree was enough. Yeah. Um. So the quarterback position recently, we talked about earlier with AR versus Stetson, uh, a little bit more mobile and whatnot. Uh, Tyler, you're a you're more of a pocket passer, uh, per se. You're not exactly you're not exactly going to kill opponents with your feet. But what is it about you that does separate you from a lot of other quarterbacks and makes you one of the best quarterbacks in the NAIA? I think it's just the mental aspect of it, the mental preparation, um, knowing what the defense is going to do better than you, but better than they know what they're going to do. Um, you know, when you go out there and you look at the defense and you already know what they're going to run. Uh, it makes it easier on yourself. It's kind of like Madden. You see the little plays in your head. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, what spots are going to be open. That's that's what makes it easy for me. So, you know, when we're game planning against the team and we know what they're running um, and I actually see it on the field, it just makes it so much easier. So I think that's how I separate myself a little bit. I must ask, how much time during the week? So like, I guess you'd say Sunday through the – Friday, how how much time during the, those six days or five days, whatever it is, do you spend watching film? Like, do you have like a daily like 
in your day? Do you have a certain amount of time? Do you do additional like on your own? Do you have like private meetings with the offensive coordinator? Like how much time do you spend watching film? Yeah, so we as as a quarterback unit will watch film twice a day. Um and then maybe like a meeting here or there as a whole unit, offensive uh, unit will watch film and then <clears throat> other than those two times, uh, I mean we probably spend about an hour, so two hours a day. And then um then I have to do it by myself. Um, you know, we take take notes of every practice because you know we do scout team stuff so i mean scout team does a great job of running what other team is going to run so you know we take notes on that um it's just it's non-stop you know trying to get better because you know every team is different even if it's the same coverage um every team runs it a little bit different they set it up different you know so different I, I yeah. More so i actually one one question i have so I grew up in St. Cloud, Florida, and I played football with this kid named Colton Weismore. I'm pretty sure you know who that is. Definitely. Okay, so I grew up with him. He plays slot, right? Yeah, he caught a touchdown against Weber, actually. Did he actually? Wow. Yep. Yeah, because I was talking before, whenever Reagan and I were talking about who we were going to, you know, we wanted to get on here, I mm. told him I had known I had known Colton. So and whenever he told me you were going to come on, I figured you'd definitely know who Colton was. Yeah, it's, I played football with him since I was probably like, Five or six years old playing flag football all the way through. When I stopped playing my freshman year of high school, he kept on playing. And our high school was so bad. But really? the fact that he's still playing in college is, is cool. And that you got to throw a touchdown to him was pretty dope. That kid yeah, is sick. the quickest dude I've ever seen in my life. He's still got long, long hair, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kid is a he, – he's like – He's put on some size, right? He's not a he, – because when he was in high school, he was a little bit smaller. But then when he got, like, towards the end of his career in high school, he got real big because of weightlifting. Yeah. So, is he going to be a big part of the offense this year or – Yeah, he plays uh, He plays slot for us. So, he'll definitely okay. involve, be involved. Let me, go get, uh, let me go get my notebook and you start telling telling us all your offensive plans for, for next year. Give you Colton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, I tell you, I got a question. I got a uniform question. I think y'all have some good ones. I I like the maroon as an alternate, but dude, y'all got to get those powder blue. How the baseball team as an alternate? I know. I thought that's what we were gonna get uh, instead of the maroon because we had the uniform reveal like halfway through the season. I like the red though. I like the white helmets, uh, but it's like this. Like I don't. We don't want to mess anything up with the uniforms. We like to keep. You know, certain teams wear certain uniforms because of history, so yeah. we got to figure it out. Yeah, I, I like. If you guys, lives. if you guys show up this year with baby blue uniforms on, I will, I will go ballistic. Oh, we got navy blue. Blue, we just no, don't ba- like ba- the baby oh. blue would be sick. That'd be insane. <laughs> I know. I imagine, I yo, Reagan, imagine baby blue helmets, baby blue jerseys, baby blue pants, dude. Dude, Kaiser kind of. That would be the old. Yeah. That be the old Miss of any. That, that, the Kaiser kind of has that looks, but it's more. They kind of like the white helmet, white. and then it's like kind of got like a little, like like a thick stripe almost. Yeah. Kaiser has some sick unis with baby with baby blue top and bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure. Okay, it's that's all pretty baby dope. Blue, yeah, uh, we got to we we got to do a top ten uniform. Right Definitely, there. that that would be sick. Weber, I can't, I can't say what Weber's got. We got, we got some good ones coming in though, uh, for this year. Thank God. The, the old, we get. How, I gotta know how is Southeastern's uniform? Are they pretty sick? No, oh, they're sick. They're all blacks. Are sick. Yeah. They're, are they? They're Nike. I'm assuming. Top ten. I'll tell you that. What was they're that? Stadium. What was that? Talking are they? About? Are they sponsored by Nike? Adidas for football. Oh, they're Adidas in football. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because they were Nike in baseball, I was just wasn't sure. No, I'm pretty sure they're Adidas. You, well, you said your, their stadium was sick. Uh, yeah. Like- did you you got to play there uh, last year? Uh, no, nah, the year before, so my sophomore year. Yeah, a bunch of I haven't gotten to play there. This is only my second year at Weber. I transferred. Um, said my junior. Anyways, a uh, bunch of guys at Weber say, yeah, that's the sickest stadium to play in the car. They have like giant like actual fire that shoots yeah. up, which. Them being the fire is like that fits well. Yeah. Yeah. So 
This year, St. Thomas comes to Weber, or Weber goes to St. Thomas? We'll go to St. Thomas, and that's outside of the Tennessee trip. That's the only time we really travel far because all our other away games are Warner, which is right up the road, obviously, and then Southeastern, which is an hour drive from the campus, if that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I might ask if yeah. I can just drive because that will save me like 20 minutes of driving from where from my apartment. My apartment is kind of like right in between – here in Lake Wells. But, um, yeah, we, we go down to play them. Kaiser comes up to play us. Flomo's coming up to play us. Ave comes up to play us. We did a ton of traveling last year, dude. It sucked. Um, yeah, we flights as well. Yeah, we flew, we flew up for one game. It was Pikeville, and that was – no, I don't even, I can't. I'm not we were into it. play them, and it got, uh, it got canceled. Yeah, I saw they forfeited for some reason. Yeah. What, what was up with that? Yeah. Do what? There's COVID stuff, I'm pretty sure. Uh, lovely. Well, yeah. uh, Tyler, I think we got one more question. Definitely one more question, Josh. I don't know if you got any more. But is this your last year at St. Thomas, or do you have two more with the COVID year? I have – I'm pretty sure I have three more because I redshirted uh, my freshman year as well. Oh, okay. Well, then you got a, a lot more time, but but still yeah. coming up this year, um, you're you're I assume a captain of the team, leader, and whatnot, and maybe not this year, but this year, um, next year at St. Thomas, you went in as a freshman, a first year program. You're QB one now. It would almost be poetic in the next couple of years if you were to get a Sun Conference championship or even a national championship. What would that mean to you and to the Bobcat program? I mean, that's I mean that's the goals. I mean, that'd mean everything. You know, there's so many guys on the team right now and coaches that started this program, and I think that would just show all the the work and effort that's gone on behind the scenes as well. Because it's not about just the football program; it's about everything else, the whole campus buying in to our program. So I think as a school, that would just that would mean everything. You know, they got a new brand, brand new turf field, a brand new jumbotron. You know, the, everyone's so invested in our in our program. So I think that would mean a lot to everybody. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Um, I, I think y'all got a – well, I'm not going to say too much, but I think y'all do have a really good team this year, obviously. Um, y'all are returning a lot. Y'all are really good last year. Um, I'm really excited. The main thing I'm excited about Miami Gardens is for y'all to get that rugby team going. That's going to be sick. I cannot wait for that. Yeah,我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们。我们
Not it's team. literally Oklahoma, but in the Pac-12. Yeah. It's going to run through everybody. I don't think they're going to be. I think they'll screw up at least once or twice. I don't see it happening. Yeah, so, we'll go, we'll so go, I got Clemson. We'll go basic. Okay. You so basic. Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, and and um, in Georgia. Yeah. Okay. I, I I got Bama number one, Ohio State two, USC three, Georgia four, because Georgia's going to lose to Bama and the and the SC championship, but they're still going to make it because they're going to go twelve and out. I'm sure USC is easy schedule too. Yeah, um, USC plays no one. Like those Pac-12 teams are not even close to. Yeah, they could like, get it, uh, or like Notre Dame. Probably, I mean, they play some good teams, but USC is going to play Notre Dame. So yeah, oh, okay. Notre Dame's got to play. Yeah, Caleb Williams is going to go through. There, he's going to run in circles around Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, so. y'all know who Notre Dame opens up with, right? Ohio State in the shoe. Yeah, that's yeah. The, the, Notre Dame might win, lose three games this year. Oh, yeah, because they play Wake. They play Wake Forest too. I'm pretty sure. I think they got. Does, doesn't Notre Dame play Wake Forest? I think so, and I think they got to play uh, Clemson at home. Tyler, your audio, like, I, I, my bad. I, I see you talking, but what, what were you saying, bro? No, I was saying I like Wake Forest out of the ACC too. Oh yeah, I mean Wake Forest is. I think they're going to be a top ten team because they're returning yeah. a lot. I like Pitt. Um, with uh, I they, like Ole Miss, they just got but, they just got Chubba Purdy. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give mine. Number one is going to be Ohio State. I think two will be Bama. One or two, don't matter. Ohio State, Alabama. And I think it will be something similar where Georgia probably loses to Bama or Bama loses to Georgia, one or the other. They're both in. Those three teams will be in the college football playoff. For sure. Gentlemen, Texas might be back. No, no. Reagan, I'm not. I'm not. Yo, Texas. I told you this a month ago. Texas. I told you this a month ago. And don't hop on the Arch Manning no, bandwagon. I'm not worried about Arch. I like Baylor better than Texas. Boys, they got a top five running back. They got a top two running back. They got a top. Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. He's that man top. can run the football. Yeah. <laughs> that they, man can run the football. I think the, no joke. I think Texas is going to go twelve and one and make the college football playoff. Wow! I think they lose. I like to it. Hey, everybody heard it here first, and they heard USC here first too, and they heard Wake here first. Too. Okay, so one of us now odds are all these teams are going to probably be like Clemson last year or something and lose like two or three games and be right on the fringe. But I think those are three good dark horse. Because honestly, the, there's two teams that are going to be in the playoff unless injuries. Unless C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, and then who who knows? And even still, Alabama, Ohio State, I feel like are almost the most definitive locks to be in the playoff yeah. that we've seen in a long time this this coming yeah. year. Um, I like Georgia. And, and my my last my last little question before we wrap it up here is: since we're both all three SEC fans, who is the SEC sleeper? Tyler to first it. to win it. Well, everyone's going to say two. two Hype yeah, yeah. You pick pick a team that you think could like win some games in the West that shouldn't, or win some games in the East that shouldn't, vice versa, or even shock and win the SEC somehow, or make it to at least the championship game in one of the two divisions. I mean, outside of the main two, Georgia yeah. and Alabama. I mean, A and M. Well, obviously, that's not quite a sleeper yeah, if you yeah, chose yeah. one of them. I, I just think it's going to be impossible, almost impossible for for it not to be a Georgia Alabama. Final. I mean, I think net, not 2022, but I think 2023 to 2025 is a window that Texas A&M will win a national championship. Um, That's their only chance because these recruits are going to go to Texas A&M and all the because they're flowing five stars through that place. And if they realize they can't win, they're going to say screw this place. Okay, a little technical difficulties, but we are right back. So you were saying, Josh, about the recruits leaving Texas A&M if they don't win. The, the logic behind that's really good, and I think that might be a fair point, but what you might be forgetting is Texas A&M has got deep, deep pockets. That NIL money is just going to keep on flowing. But we'll see exactly. And, and, I, and I get that. But yeah. I'm talking about because there's not a ton of five-star players in each class every year. There's not a ton of them. Mm-hmm. But whenever you see like one or two at your position going to Texas A&M getting loads of money, you're going to see a guy next to him and be like, hey, if this guy's going to Texas A&M and getting this money, let me go to, let me go to Alabama. Let me go to Georgia. Let me go to Texas. Let me yeah. go to 
Ole Miss, let me go to wherever, get that same amount of money and play and help that team win if Texas A&M can't win. You yeah. know what I mean? Like these guys are all flowing through Texas A&M and they can't win with all these good players and all this money. Unless you just care about the money and you're just trying to start your NFL career in college, then yeah, Texas A&M might keep flowing these players through. But I genuinely think that some of these players are going to get sick of going to Texas A&M and losing yeah. and go to Alabama or Georgia, which is more logical because they win and take their money there and run and then go to the NFL. Yeah, it's fair points and all that. Also, in a couple of years, Texas will be coming in, and now they have to compete with them in the SEC and in state. Uh, but something, but going back to the original question, who's the team that's not Alabama, Georgia, Texas A and M? I'll go Tennessee. Um, I, I, I'm a Hendon Hooker believer. Uh, I think they're. I'm a hypo. I, I kind of like hypo. Um, I think you can throw South Carolina in that mix also. But I, I like Tennessee a lot. I also like the opportunity Tennessee will have because they'll be 5-0 going into that October game with Alabama. And I'm pretty sure – Oh, so you think Tennessee is going to beat Florida? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like Interesting. A Wait, is it, in the, is, is it in the swamp or Nalen? Every year. It's in it's Nalen in, it's in this year. Yeah. Because I, I, I went to the Tennessee game last year at end games, though. I, I really, absolutely torched with Hendon Hooker. Mm-hmm. I really think this is going to be a bad year for Florida football. Like, objectively speaking, it's in me being a George fan. I think this. And is you, be a you, you year. very, very much could be correct. Yeah. New coach, new system. Yeah, bunch of new, new faces. I get it, but I really think, and I really think that Billy Napier hired really, really, really good coaches, and I think these players are really, really buying into it. And I think that they may not have the most skill every Saturday, but I think that there's going to be more effort given from Florida Gators than you've seen in the last five or six years every Saturday. I think it's just going to be a different environment on that sideline. What's a successful year for Florida football this year? This year, I I think Gator fans, reasonable Gator fans, will be happy (laughs) with 9-3 or 10-2. Yeah, I guess. If y'all go, and I think and that's three, very doable. If let, let me tell you, all right, uh, y'all y'all say y'all sleepers. I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up Florida's football schedule real quick and take a look. Oh, my oh, sleepers: Will Levis and the Kentucky Wildcats. That's, mm-hmm. a, good one. that's a good one. I was gonna go with South Carolina with Spencer Rattler. Yeah, I, I was. Those three schools were the only ones that were because they have really good quarterbacks, and I think that's. A really big part of a team that's going to upset someone or be a sleeper, you got to have a good first under center. Yeah, for you sure. Have to. How y'all feeling about? Yeah, Ar- pull up that. Pull up that schedule. I'm pulling it up. Also, how y'all feel about Arkansas? I kind of like Arkansas this year, but they have Arkansas I, I, has I'm, a. I'm, I'm not a, not not a fan, dude. I'll, I'll we'll talk about Arkansas schedule a little bit later, but they have an, a very weird schedule. Like they go like at LSU. Versus or at it's like at LSU at Mississippi State and I think it's like at BYU or something like they play BYU right in the middle. <laughs> what was that? So that is weird. Yeah, and and BYU's a like they're potential. They're the Cincinnati. If there is a group of five team that's gonna make it, it's BYU. Okay, all right, let's go right into it. All right, open up. Florida plays Utah. Loss in the swamp. Loss. I don't care. Loss. Utah's too good. Uh, okay. Y'all play Kentucky at home. That's a win. That's a win. I think. I think y'all. Ooh, maybe that's gonna be a close game. But I think y'all U- win. USF. That's a win. Win. Tennessee loss. Eastern. Eastern Washington win. Three and two. Missouri four and two. LSU. Five and two. I think we beat LSU. I think. I yeah, think. I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. I don't, loss. Yeah. Um, five and three at AM loss. South Carolina loss. You think Spencer Rattler can play in the swamp and beat him? Or is it in is it in Columbia? No, y'all have a lot of home games actually. I know y'all finished with two you away think, games. You think you think Spencer Rattler can come to the swamp and win? I like I low key like South Carolina. Like South Carolina's the team that I have circled on the schedule where I'm like they could trip us up. Now it's in Columbia, and Columbia is a very tough place to play. 
Wait, no, it's in Athens. It's in Athens, but the so, last time it was in so Athens, right now, they beat you're, us. You're telling me that Florida's going to go six and six. <laughs> Let me see. Um, zero and one, one and one, two and one, two and two, three and two, four and two, five and two, five and three, five and four, five and five. You better give seven us Vandy and, and. Oh, and Van, Vandy. I think y'all beat Vandy. If we're, okay, I see. So you go seven and five, and I go nine and three. And I think a very safe prediction is eight and four. Eight and four. I'll say. But eight. I think a good a good year where we beat where we beat South Carolina, and we somehow we can beat A and M. We could be nine and three, ten and two, lose to Georgia, and lose to um, lose to Utah. I'll or say Tennessee instead of Utah. I think y'all ceiling is nine and three. I don't think I don't see how y'all beat Georgia. I don't see how y'all beat Florida. Excuse me, uh, Texas A and M, and I don't see y'all beating Tennessee and Utah. Y'all could. I'd say ten and two is possible, but I don't think it happens. I think eight and four. I think somewhere that seven and five to nine and three. I think y'all's floor is six and six. I think y'all ceilings nine and three. Not yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and if y'all I go think nine but three, the only thing is, is that if we're gonna go seven and five, or eight and four, or six and six, or nine, whatever the case is, I hope AR fifteen has a decent enough year to win us those games, but not a good enough year for him to go to put himself in the draft. So he yeah. comes back for his last year and has a second year under Napier and has the just one more year to show him what he's got because I think that's a Heisman potential quarterback. That man's I mean, a freak. The he's got to stay healthy, though. He's, yeah. He was not healthy at all last year. I mean, he's his, a freak. Yeah, yeah. his talent's there for sure. It's just, can he, can is Billy Napier the savior of Florida football? I don't think so. I think that Florida has entered a cycle that's very dangerous where it's gone after Urban, it was Muschamp, and that's Mullen, or McElwain, and then Mullen. And now it's Napier. You know, looking at four coaches in the last decade, it's very similar to what kind of Texas has been doing. Big programs that have had success. And do you think Steve Sarkeesian's the answer in Texas? Yeah, I really do. I love Sarkeesian. I, I think he is the answer. I think he's got I, the problem with Texas though is it's so it's a lot like Auburn where it's really booster based, and if you piss off the boosters, you can get you. You might be screwed. That's what yeah. Mac Brown was always really good. Mac Brown was always good at keeping the boosters at bay. But no, I, I, I like Sarkeesian a lot. I mean, he put together what I think is the best offense in college football history with that 2020 Alabama team. Um, yeah, so it, and that's over the 20. Well, I don't know. Them, the 2019 LSU team. Yeah. I mean, it's back and forth either way. But um, okay. Uh, Josh, do you got anything? Left for Mr. Taylor or Tyler. I'm sorry. I don't got anything. I, like I think those. I think we got a lot of answers from Mr. Tyler. I'm excited <laughs> to see him play, and I'll be sure to to uh, pull up some film and maybe even try and come out to a game this year whenever time allows. But I'll definitely tune into the the huddle each week or even a live stream for That's sure. Dope. To keep up with you, absolutely. Check up on you, my boy Colin. Appreciate <laughs> it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, Tyler, you got anything for us, brother man? Nope, all good. All right, appreciate well, you having me on. Yes, sir. Really appreciate you coming on. Take some time out of your day. Awesome interview. We kicked ass. Uh, yeah, man. Really appreciate you. All right, and that'll do it for this episode of the Suncast Podcast.